Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 127 of Chat Disney. So welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast. And this week, Tash and I are very excited because we are going to be talking all about our dream Disney wedding. So depending on what day of the week you're listening to this, I might actually already be married, but I am getting married this week, this Wednesday. Tash is my bridesmaid. We are, of course, recording today's episode ahead of time. So all being well, that is what we have planned this week. So before we get into all of that, let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney. So first of all, heading over to the park closest to home with a little bit of Disneyland Paris news. So it has been announced that It's a Small World is going to be closing for refurbishment. So I first actually heard about this on 37 Disney Streets podcast on their DLP show. And they were saying that there's actually some rumors that the ceiling is either going to be replaced or painted black, which I really hope is true. I do think it's one of the worst things about that attraction and one of the reasons that I don't particularly enjoy the ride. So let's hope that the rumors are true. And some more really amazing news. And that is the fact that France is now listed as an amber country, which means that UK residents that have been double vaccinated can now embark on their Disneyland Paris holidays without having to quarantine upon their arrival, which is fantastic news and hopefully indicative of the fact that we are stepping in the right direction. Absolutely. I was so, so happy when I saw that announced last week. And heading over to Walt Disney World for some news this week. And I can't believe that it's that time already. But Halloween season is upon us. I know it's only August and Halloween is not until the end of October. But hey, they do like to start preparing these things early in America, don't they? New merch is being released and snacks as well, including the Foolish Mortal Funnel Cake, which is a very interesting one. I've also seen a Halloween style a version of the Woody's Lunchbox Tart, which looks very appetizing. So... We do love Halloween on the Chat Disney podcast. Mercedes is Mrs. Halloween herself. So I'm sure we'll be talking more about what Disney are doing for Halloween in the parks as we get closer to the autumn. I'm so excited. And let's wrap up today's news with a little bit of Marvel news. So first of all, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel herself, has announced that filming has started for Captain Marvel 2. So if you were a fan of the first movie, there is a sequel in the works, which is very, very exciting. We've also had a new trailer for The Eternals as well. So new, depending on whether or not you've seen it. It's a couple of weeks old now. And one moment that I thought was really nice at the end of the trailer is where one of The Eternals says, now that Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone, who do you think is going to lead the Avengers? And then Rob Stark's character, that's not his real name, Richard Madden, says, I could do it, and they will laugh. But I think it's really cool and funny and indicative of the fact that I think the, inter- the Eternals are going to have a much larger presence in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the future. So that's all very, very exciting. And then final bit of Marvel news this week. Now, Tash, you kind of predicted this last week when I was talking about Scarlett Johansson. So for those of you that missed last week's episode, we were talking a little bit about Scarlett Johansson and how she is currently in the middle of suing 
Disney. I won't go into why, as I say, catch last week's episode if you are interested. But following on from the court case or suing or whatever the legal proceedings are, Disney have cut all ties with any projects that involve Scarlett Johansson. So you heard it here first. Scarlett Johansson will not be in any upcoming Marvel movies or any projects to do with the Walt Disney Company at all. Wow, interesting. I'm I'm not surprised. I wonder if they'll replace her as Black Widow for any future projects. That'll be an interesting one to see. Um, and that concludes everything that has been happening in the world of Disney this week. We are going to move on to the main segment of the episode, our dream Disney wedding. So Mercedes and I had loads of fun a couple of weeks ago when we did our dream Disney dinner party and we spoke about all our dream Disney dinner party guests and who would serve the food and where it would be, etc, etc. So we thought what a great idea to do a Disney wedding version as seeing as Mercedes is getting married in just two short days, which is very, very exciting. So Mercedes, first of all, how are you feeling about your upcoming wedding? I'm excited for the wedding itself. I think the day is going to be really fun. Of course, it's an event that I have planned. So obviously it's got all of my favorite things in it, which is really exciting. And if you are interested to hear more about the wedding and any Disney touches, do tune in for next week's episode because Tash and I are going to be talking all about that. I am quite nervous. I think that it is important to address the elephant in the room. If we've got any other COVID couples that are listening, I am really scared about my friends and family getting COVID and not being able to attend. I've already found out that my uncle is unfortunately unable to attend because he has got COVID. So I'm really hoping that there's nobody else. Today is a really important day for us in the UK because today is Monday, the 16th of August, as this episode goes out. And the government have announced that if you are double vaccinated as of today, you don't have to isolate if you get pinged by the NHS app. So hopefully that is going to be a really positive thing for attendance. So very excited for the day itself, but just hoping and praying that all of my loved ones are fit and healthy. Yes, definitely. I think that's a very, very good attitude to, to have about it. I, for one, will be relieved on your wedding morning when we know it's all safe and we're all there and we're all getting ready and we know it's all okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I hope we don't have to go back and edit this episode because, of, well, we won't know, actually. This goes out before, doesn't it? So <laughs> Exactly. We have no idea. <laughs> But anyway, let's get on with things. So we are going to talk about our dream Disney wedding. As I said, we are going to talk you through some of the the roles that we would have. So let's paint the picture, Mercedes. It's a nice sunny day in August. It's your wedding day. Congratulations. So I think the first thing that happens on your wedding day, of course, or actually, let's go, let's go a bit before that. When you're planning a wedding, you need some good support around you. So Mercedes, one of the most important roles with your wedding is, of course, your maid of honour. So at your Dream Disney wedding, who is your maid of honour? So my maid of honour is quite a non-traditional one for me, I would say. It's a character that I think you'll be quite surprised about. And I've actually gone for Princess Anna. Now, the reason that I've chosen Princess Anna to be my maid of honour is because she is a sister and a very good sister, a little sister. And I have my younger sister, my little sister Morgan, as my maid of honour. And she's been a fantastic support to me. I think that there is a unspoken bond between sisters and, and a, a 
I love that thaws all frosts. And so I think that Anna would be a really good choice. She's fun. She's creative. She loves the party and she loves chocolate. And I love chocolate. So we definitely have that in common. Oh, I think that's lovely. I love how you've drawn on that from like what your real life scenario is as well. So I think that's very nice. I've gone for my maid of honor. I've gone for quite a predictable one I would say but she had to be in there somewhere and I've gone for Belle obviously I love Belle she's one of my favorite Disney princesses I think she's very trustworthy I think she would be organized she's quite calm I feel but also she's quite adventurous I think she'd be fun with planning a a bridal shower a bride a bridal party a hen party for me um but yeah I want someone who's going to be nice calm cool collected on the day organized so for me Belle has got the spot of maid of honor Yeah, the smart sort of bookworm of Belle would be fantastic at logistics, as you said. So I I think that's a very, very good choice. And do you just have a maid of honour or do you have any other bridal people? So I've got several bridesmaids. I've actually got, how many have I got in total? I've I've gone for four, a nice round number. Um, So first up on my list, I've got Rapunzel because she is creative. I think she'd be very good with helping, you know, prep for the wedding if you needed anything to be made or, you know, a table plan made or anything painted. I think she'd be your girl for that. I also think she'd be quite good at hair so she can help out with that. So that's why I've gone for Rapunzel. I've also gone for Anna. So good job we're not getting married on the same day here because she's going to be my bridesmaid as well. Pretty much for very similar reasons that you chose. She's fun. I think she'd be so, so excited for you throughout the whole process. But she'd also be incredibly helpful and she'd just be a ball of energy and light on the day, which I think you you do need when you're stressing. Um, I've obviously gone for Ariel just because it's Ariel and I love her and I would want her there. Um, And a really random one. I've gone for Charlotte LaBeouf from Princess and the Frog because I really like her I think she's such an underrated character I think she'd be very very supportive throughout the whole process I think she'd make you feel really good about yourself on your wedding day if you're having a bit of a meltdown about your hair or you don't look right I think she'd be the person that would really calm you down and make you feel you know that you look a million dollars so yeah that's my lineup Love it. I love Charlotte LaBeouf. Such an underrated choice. And I think she would be the ultimate bridesmaid and she'd love to be a bridesmaid as well. You can see her catching that bouquet. I think she does actually do that at the end of Tiana and Naveen's wedding. Well, she's definitely dancing with Naveen's little brother. That bit's a bit questionable. But yeah, I love Charlotte. I think she's fantastic. So I have actually chosen five bridesmaids and one bridesman. And I, again, I've tried to sort of draw upon real life. And in real life, I have five bridesmaids and a bridesman. Is that right? No, I have four. I have, don't I? Have oh, five? yeah. Maybe yeah, five four and a maid of honor and a bridesman. Oh, well, you can have five. I've dropped one. It's fine. Cut three. I want to know who made the cut. We didn't. Yeah. Okay. So I've gone for four and a bridesman because that's actually what is happening in real life. So I, as you said, very good day. Uh, Good job, brother, that we are not having our weddings on the same day because I've got some crossover. So I've also got Rapunzel. I was not silly and I thought about who could help and I thought she makes candles what a fantastic favor to be able to give to your guests so Rapunzel is in there Belle's in there as well for the same reasons that you said around logistics and planning and just being smart you need somebody smart if something goes wrong you need somebody to take a deep breath and and start to get the wheels in motion to be able to fix any problems that may happen I've also got Jasmine 
So Jasmine's my favorite Disney princess of all time. And on an event as important as a wedding, you've got to be surrounded by your favorite people. So I couldn't not have Jasmine there. And then finally, I've gone for Cinderella. So I think that a wedding is, well, I don't think I know that weddings are the ultimate party and you want somebody very well versed in balls. And Cinderella absolutely stole the prince's heart at his ball. She'll know all about sort of, you know, the etiquette of weddings and, and formal settings. So I thought Cinderella would be a great person to have in the bridal party as well. And then the bridesman, I've gone for Christoph. So I thought I, I was probably thinking a little bit about his voice actor, Jonathan Groff, when I made this decision, to be fair. But he's cheeky. He's funny. I think he'd get in there with the girls. He'd pose for photos and be silly and do Sven impressions and just be entertaining. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, I think that's a very, I think you've got a very good mix of people there. Who was the one that you called? I had Elsa as well, because I kind of felt like you can't have Anna without Elsa. So I was going to have Elsa there too, but she's gone. (laughs) She could uh, make you some really like nice ice sculptures and stuff for the decor. Definitely, yes. Um, But no, there we go. Okay, so this wedding, it's all, you know... We've got the, the bridal party down. So we're getting ready on the wedding morning. So Mercedes, I want to know, what are you wearing? So I had to think about this one long and hard, actually. And I did a couple of years ago, I think it was actually when Harry and Meghan got married, I did a Disney princess wedding dress post on my blog. So go and check out my disneyblog.co.uk if you've not seen that. And I did rank all of the Disney princess wedding dresses in order. And my favorite Disney princess wedding dress of all time is Cinderella's. But I've actually chosen to go for the Cinderella live action dress. So this is the one that's got lots of tool. It's got lots of colorful flowers. And I actually saw the other day on TikTok that somebody had that dress for their wedding, a like a replica of Lily James's wedding dress. So that's probably why it was front of mind as well. But I like it because it's different. It's colorful. You're surrounded by all of these cartoon characters. So you want something a little bit extra. Amazing. I absolutely love that. And I love that you've been quite original there going for the live action version. Similarly, I've actually gone for Cinderella's dress, but the animated version, I love it with, I don't think I ever would have worn sleeves for my wedding, but I do think that they look really nice. I love that kind of open shoulder that she's got and then it's very fitted and then she's got kind of like the big skirt, but it's not too big. And it's that nice kind of sleek, just plain, quite simple material. So yeah, for me, without a doubt, it was definitely Cinderella's dress. Yeah, it's very... I think Cinderella's dress is very, well, I guess it reminds me a lot of kind of Audrey Hepburn's wedding dress and people like Grace Kelly, even Kate Middleton. It's very regal. And so I think it makes sense that the ultimate Disney princess, because we always say, you know, Cinderella is the one you think of when you think of Disney princesses, should have such a iconic and traditional dress. And I, I really, I really love her dress. So we've got our bridal party around us we're we're getting into our dress and then it's time for the little ones to arrive as well now that everyone's getting ready so do you have any flower girls or page boys at your wedding tash oh this is not something I actually thought of so no 
I do not. Come back to me on that one. I'm gonna gonna have a think. But Mercedes, I'm assuming you've got a flower girl in real life. I'm assuming you've got a flower girl at your dream Disney wedding as well. Yeah, I've been really creative and veered off not at all. And so yes, I'm having one flower girl in two days' time, my little goddaughter Amber, who's appeared on the podcast before. And I'm actually going to have Wendy from Peter Pan as my flower girl. She is wise beyond her years. I know that there's not going to be any tomfoolery or any silliness. She's very sensible and I know that she'll do a great job. That is a very good choice, actually. Yeah, I think that she would take the role quite seriously as well. So yeah, I think you'd be you'd be pretty confident with her abilities of, of walking down the aisle and scattering some nice petals, wouldn't you? I can't really think of any other Disney children that I would really want to to be my flower girl or page boy. I think it's quite slim pickings um to be honest with you there's no one that springs to mind um so yeah maybe I'm going without for my wedding maybe it's a child-free wedding fair enough I mean lots of people are making the decision to do child-free weddings nowadays Tash I think you would be in good company so your bridal party are ready you're ready you're wearing your gorgeous Cinderella 1950s style gown you're getting into whatever transportation I didn't think about transportation did you (laughs) Uh, no I didn't actually um let's say we're going in the uh, converted pumpkin from Cinderella <laughs> perfect you're getting in your pumpkin carriage I'm gonna be on a horse because why not and you've arrived at your venue Tash I'm intrigued where are you getting married so I'm actually getting married at Eric's castle because I love a castle I think a castle would be a perfect setting for a wedding Although we don't see too much of his castle in The Little Mermaid, it does look very grand. We've got those big, massive windows. We've got long corridors. We've got that huge dining area. I feel that they would have some sort of ballroom equivalent for the reception. Um, And also it's got that gorgeous location overlooking the beach right by the sea. So when you wake up the next morning as a newlywed, you can go for a nice stroll along the sand. So, yeah, for me, it was definitely Eric's castle. Nice. That's a really good choice and quite exotic and tropical. I've gone for something quite different, actually. Still in keeping with the castle theme. How could it not be? It's it's Disney. And I've actually chosen Arendelle. So I love Arendelle in the autumn that we see in Frozen 2. And obviously I've got Anna as my maid of honour, Elsa as my um, you know, cut bridesmaid. And so they've said, hey, you can you can hold the wedding at our castle. So you've got the lovely landscapes outside. It's on the big fjord as well. So you've got those amazing backdrops for photos. And then the castle itself is home to that magnificent ballroom that we see in the first movie. So I think it would be a good setting. Lovely. I love, I love that we've both gone for castles, but two very different castles. So... I guess we're at the venue. I guess the next big question is, you know, it's the start of the ceremony. Ceremony is about to begin. Who's walking you down the aisle? So this was quite a difficult one for me because obviously it's meant to be a father figure and we don't have too many father figures really in Disney movies. And those that we do have are quite problematic. So I actually went for Mickey. I thought you can't go wrong with Mickey Mouse. He'll be dressed in his finery. He'll be in his dinner jacket. And I think he'd be very proud to walk you down the aisle. Uh, I completely agree. And I've also gone for Mickey for the exact same reasons. I also thought about Disney father figures and, and who I would have. And then 
the only Disney father that I really liked was Mufasa. And I was like, I can't really have a lion walking me down the aisle. So yeah. And then I thought, oh, no, it's got to be Mickey. It's a no brainer. I think he'd be very good at, again, he'd be very emotional, but I think he'd keep you nice and calm before you're walking down. And, you know, he's got experience in front of an audience, let's be honest. So I, I think he'd be, he'd be a good man for the job. Nice. And do you have any idea of what kind of music is playing as, as you go down the aisle? Oh, we've just got some nice, relaxing, like classical versions of some nice classic Disney songs, but quite subtle, like maybe some more obscure songs that people aren't necessarily going to realise what they are straight away. Nice. I've got a bit wild with my kind of ceremony music and I've actually got Sebastian and the tropical Caribbean fish playing a samba and they're going to be the music for, for the daytime part of the wedding. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. I do have some uh, more alternative music later on after for the drinks reception and the evening reception. So we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So now you get to the altar, the top of the aisle. And one of the most important parts is your groom turns around. And who is staring at you? I've gone for who I believe is the classic Disney prince. And that is Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty. I've always had a soft spot for Prince Philip. And I think when you when you think about your husband, you want someone loyal, true and brave or whatever it is the three good fairies say about him. And so I think that Prince Philip fits the bill. And it's weird. Whenever I say Prince Philip, I always think about the Queen's late husband. I'm obviously not talking about him. Although, interestingly, the Prince Philip that we know from Sleeping Beauty is actually named after that Prince Philip. But anyway, I digress. That's who I've got. I think that's a great choice. I think he is way more interesting than someone like Prince Charming. I think that Prince Philip actually has a bit of a personality about him as well. So I think that's a, a very good choice. Um, me, it was a real toss up between two. You can probably guess who the two. But in the end, I went for comedy over looks and I've gone for Flynn Rider over, of course, Eric. Eric's got the looks. Flynn Rider is handsome, but is more on the personality for me. I like someone who's funny. He would keep me on my toes. He's quite adventurous. So yeah, for me, I think I could be very happy with Flynn Rider. Maybe Eric's the best man. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we are getting married in his castle, so it makes sense that he's got a big role to play in the wedding. Very much so. And so, Tash, you're standing at the altar. You're gazing into Flynn Rider's eyes as he smoulders back at you. Who's the celebrant at the ceremony? Who, who's doing the service? So he's he's quite small, so he's stood up on, on a podium just so he can, I mean, so he can even see us. And um, it is, of course, Jiminy Cricket. I wanted someone that was very wise, someone that was very well-loved, someone that was quite, yeah, just, I mean, he's quite fatherly in a way, isn't he, Pinocchio? Just someone who makes you feel really warm and relaxed and comforted. And so, yeah, I've gone for Jiminy, great public speaker. I think he'd do an absolute stellar job. Fantastic. I've gone very different. I've gone for comedy here. So I thought, what would be the funniest ceremony? You know, we've got Sebastian and the Samba band playing. It's definitely not a traditional wedding. It's a little bit non-conventional. And I thought it would be really amusing if Donald Duck was the celebrant. What? So I've gone for Donald. I did not think you were going to say that at all. You'd be covered in spit, I feel, from like the way he talks. Like you'd... 
have to be still a good two meters away from him <laughs> well you'd have to anyway with current restrictions and things like that but I just think it'll be really funny I can imagine him like getting angry at everyone and losing his temper and Mickey's there so it makes sense that one of his mates is there too <laughs> bless him I love that and Mercedes that's the wedding ceremony over you walk back out you have a nice drinks reception is there any other touches to your wedding that are inspired by Disney do you have any more entertainment or anything Yes, so Sebastian and the crew join us during the drinks reception as well. And then for the evening entertainment, after the wedding breakfast and after the speeches and everything, I have got a theatre. There's a theatre in Arendelle Castle and we're all sitting in the theatre and there's a little dance floor as well for people that want it and a buffet and whatever. But the evening's entertainment is a production by the Fantasia creatures. So we're talking hippos in tutus. We're talking dancing mushrooms to the nutcracker suite. Oh, I love that. That's 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 great. That would make a, a very, very unique wedding. So yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of that one. I've gone for more of a, more a part, well, party sort of vibe. I've been thinking about the music. So our entertainment we've got Lewis from the Princess and the Frog he's there with his jazz band with his trumpet or saxophone whatever it is and they're playing some nice 1920s jazz some slow stuff some upbeat stuff just getting everyone on their feet getting the crowd going and dancing the night away love to see it Lewis is one of the most underrated characters I think that Princess and the Frog as a whole is an underrated movie let's face it we spoke about Charlotte LaBeouf love that I can absolutely see I was going to say you and Benji but hey you're not marrying Benji in this scenario you and Flynn doing the Charleston absolutely love that imagine there's a few flappers there as well brilliant good I'm glad well I've really enjoyed this episode. It's really, I mean, as if I'm not excited enough about your wedding anyway, this has really put me in a very wedding mood. So I'm going to be a little bit disappointed, I feel, on on your wedding when I walk down and Donald Duck's not there as your celebrant. Well, my celebrant is quite an amusing individual, so hopefully you'll get just as much entertainment. (laughs) That is very, very exciting. So as always, we do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Do get in touch and let us know who would be at your dream Disney wedding. Who are you marrying? Where are you getting married? Who's your celebrant? As always, you can reach us on Instagram at Chat Disney. Or you can send us a t- tweet. I sound like Donald Duck now, getting all confused and tongue-tied. A tweet at Chat Disney UK. So we're going to move into the final part of today's episode, which is a little shout out in hello, hello, hello. 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 So today we would like to give a big shout out to Matt from the Disney Marvels podcast who sent us a fantastic message on Twitter. So following last week's episode where we were talking about film adaptations of classic Disney attractions, Matt told us that he would absolutely love to see a movie of Journey into the Imagination. Now, unfortunately, Matt, I don't think I join you in that. I'm not a huge fan of that attraction, but it would certainly be an interesting theme. I think. Yeah, I'm quite surprised they've never done it, obviously, with the character of Figment. I feel like I'm quite surprised that he doesn't already have his own TV show or something. Yeah, definitely a TV show. I can totally... Maybe he did in, like, the 80s or something, but I certainly don't know about any sort of Figment Figment movie or Figment TV show. And then Matt also mentioned something else as well that I thought might be quite an interesting thing for us to to discuss as well, Tash, because you'll know more about this than I. So... 
Last week in the news, we were talking about Disney Premier Access, which is the new FastPass system that's available at Disneyland Paris. The big difference, obviously, between this system and the old one is that this one, you have to pay for it, whereas the old one was free. And we were talking a little bit last week about, you know, what does this mean for Disney theme parks? Does that mean that we're going to see this in parks more and more? And Matt said that California actually tried this a couple of years ago. It was called Max Pass. I think I remember this, but it was a premium option, but there was still the free one running beside it, I believe. So there's a big difference there. But then something else that Matt mentioned, and I absolutely forgot to ask you this last week, is I believe Shanghai launched this in June last year the premier access but I think they call it something else and they kind of didn't really announce it it was just like they reopened after the pandemic and fast pass was suddenly paid for so I don't know if you know anything about that Tash yeah they they used to do a thing similar to to max pass where I mean it was expensive I think it was like the equivalent of like 50 60 pounds and you could buy it and it basically would give you one fast pass for, you know, each main attraction. But there were quite a lot of things on there. But alongside that, they still had your standard fast passes going. I don't know too much about if they've moved over to that completely. It does ring a bell now from what you're saying. I think we might have spoken about it on one of our news episodes last year. Um, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if Shanghai have gone that way. Um, there was a lot of issues around fast pass when I was in Shanghai with people creating fake fast passes and or I don't even know how people would do it basically you would get like groups of men who would go into the park and basically just get tons and tons of fast passes I honestly don't know how they did it and would then sell them to people and you would get people like seedy men going around in queues trying to sell you a fast pass so it wouldn't surprise me if they went for a more premium option just to kind of put a stop to that as well yeah that's a really interesting point that you raise and I guess that when you have it in that context it's probably a good thing because it regulates the fast pass system a little bit more and means that people aren't paying for something that's you know not official or, or also something that might not even be valid so that's all good. I'm still really upset about Premier Access at Disneyland Paris. Tash and I do have a Disneyland Paris trip planned. So we will, of course, let you know our firsthand experience when we visit. I don't know about you, Tash, but I have no intention of spending any money on this Premier Access. Oh, God, no, absolutely not. And I hope no one does. I hope people boycott the whole thing and they realise what an utter stupid, ridiculous idea it is and they completely get rid of it quickly. Yeah. And it's it's really sad because I can imagine some instances where I would pay, like if I was at Tokyo Disney Sea for the first time and there was an attraction that's unique to that park and I really wanted to ride it and add a four hour queue, you know, or Rise of the Resistance or something like that. I can I can see that. But hopefully, touch wood, Disneyland Paris is a park that I've been to so many times that Yes, it would devastate me to leave without going on something like Phantom Manor. But if it was that or paying, you know, $60 for a family of four, I know which option I would take. Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing unique enough to Paris that is going to warrant paying any amount of money to go on it. No, I agree. So a big, big thank you to Matt from Disney Marvels for, for sending in your message. We absolutely love to receive messages from you. And if you've got anything that you want to add to anything we've spoken about ever, always let us know if we've got a detail incorrect or you know more about something than we do we love to learn we love to grow so please do always share stuff with us absolutely and that concludes our episode for today we do hope that you enjoyed listening along of course mercedes is getting married in just two days time hopefully 
We're both there. No one gets COVID. Keep your fingers crossed from us. We have all been trying to dodge COVID like a bullet this past week or so. So do keep your fingers crossed from us and do feel free to send her your well wishes and your congratulations on Twitter. We might even read some of them out on the show next week. We will indeed. Thanks. Thank you. So I'll see you on the other side, listeners. We are going to pre-record next week's episode. So it'll be just you and Tash for the news. And then I'll be joining you for the main portion. So if you want to hear all about the Disney touches that I incorporated into my wedding to Grumpy, please do tune in next week. And that's all for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.